Hi, friends. I'm Adrian. And I'm John. And welcome to the Love the Process podcast. We've been married 12 years, 11 good ones, and have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. And I'm the CEO and owner of an insurance company and a real estate team. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day, and we invite you to join us as we share our journey about the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go. So let's begin at kind of at the beginning. Let's go back to recap in episode one. This is this is the third podcast, and we're glad you're here. And uh, we look forward to exploring uh, the power of routine here in a little bit. But I want to go backwards a little bit to those who haven't heard podcast number one. We talked about what's your mission, and and we we highlight the importance of it, and we'll continue to talk about the importance of it because I believe as we talk about habits, if we don't know what our mission is. Uh, it's going to be a, a futile effort. So we've got to lean into that idea and that concept. So, and I wanted to give something that's a little bit out of the abstract and more into the actual uh, of mission statement, mission writing, what's your mission. This is from 2004. Adrian and I did this. It's called Adrian and John's Relationship Mission Statement. Remember, uh, if you listen to episode one, we, we started dating in 2003. And this is within a year we had... Uh, decided to write ourselves a relationship mission statement. And I'm going to have Adrian read what we wrote. This is before we were married. 14 years ago. (laughs) Um, Okay. We will do our best to communicate with one another all issues that are on our mind while effectively listening. We will do our best to be loyal by providing unwavering support to each other in social settings and intimately. We will praise each other in public and criticize each other when necessary in private. We will do our best to set aside time for each other exclusively each week. We will do our best to live our relationship through God and to pray about our problems and trust in Him and to attend church and small groups. Awesome. And then and then it says at the top, it says, I love you. And at the bottom, it says always. And, and the thing about a mission statement, uh, a lot like the Constitution of the United States of America, right? The importance of it is, is it's unchanging. Uh, it can be amended, and the Bill of Rights came in, and, and a few constitutional amendments occurred. But at its core, everything that we do, it runs through through those thoughts. And and so as you develop your mission statement individually, and then if you're married, I do suggest a collective mission statement for you and your spouse. It is a document by which you measure all activities and all decisions and all, all, all iterations that you go as you go forward. And, and it'll provide you with uh, a place of, of a solitude of base, if you will, uh, in, the, in the difficult times, as well as, as a place to celebrate when you're on mission, when you, know, you, you did the thing that you said you were going to do. You're, you're attending church and you're in small groups. And you know, so you can show up and prepare for love and respect growth group. Uh, you know, I remember us doing that one way back. Etc. And, and we are heading to do another growth group here in the spring. And, and so you can stay on mission. But make sure if you haven't heard that one, do that one because that one makes all the rest of our podcast make sense, I believe. All right. And then podcast number two, we talked about gratitude. So we put out a gratitude challenge. How's that going? It's been one week. So it's been a week. So the goal was to, to hit, hit every week with, with three unique gratitude items and, and why. And so if you haven't heard week two, we'd encourage you to review. And if you haven't started the gratitude challenge, this is another opportunity we're going to give you. We're going to go ahead and give an extra, an extra shot at this to start the gratitude challenge with the goal of 22 days consecutively 
writing down our gratitudes and, and documenting those on paper with a pen on purpose, as I like to say, on paper and on purpose, which I'll talk about more next week as we talk about goal setting. Okay, so the challenge. 22 days, three items that you're grateful for. On paper, on purpose. On paper, on purpose. Mm-hmm. We're also saying why. And why. What are we grateful for and why. Mm-hmm. So three items. Correct. Okay, fun. Uh, okay, so this week we are talking about the power of routine. Do you want to hear my first gratitude day? Of course. Awesome. Did I say I had D D D D D D Is there a squirrel? So my so we're gonna then we're gonna go. I promise. Then we're gonna go into to this week's content and ideas and thoughts. Um, gratitude challenge day one for me. Adrian Malibu Canyon Olive and Tiger. I put them all in one line. I said, they are the greatest joy of my life. They all challenge me to be a better man. Then I put air and water. I thought about all the science nuts out there too. They sustain life and possibilities. Then I thought at number three, I put the grace of God. Without it, I put who knows where I would be. (laughs) So we got a little people, a little science, and certainly... Uh, a foundation of faith in, in my first gratitude. And so we will talk more about our gratitudes as we go along as well. Nice, fun. Okay, power of routine. So let's talk a little bit about habits. Yeah, let's talk about habits. So so what is a habit first and foremost? Okay, so I pulled up a definition. So a habit is a settled tendency or usual manner of behavior. Behavior or an acquired mode of behavior that has become nearly or completely involuntary. So some of the things that I think of with a habit are three-year-old sucks her thumb, so that's a habit, right? Right. Um, but there's also there's also sort of different types of habits. There's kind of habits that you might think about that you want to break, but there's also habits that create action. So another type of habit might be like when you hop into the shower. So when I hop into the shower, I follow the exact same steps every single time. There's no... I don't have to think about what I'm going to do in the shower. I just know that my body just knows to wash my hair when I hop in the shower. So I think to me, when I can think about, have like a full conversation with somebody and completely or completely think about something else while I'm doing the activity, that seems to me like I'm in that habit. Absolutely. I love, yep, yep. And I'm trying to find right now as I speak, there's seven daily disciplines, seven habits that that I try to, to carry out every day. And, and I, I kind of wanted to go through those a little bit. Um, you know, the, the, one of the things that Adrian alludes to a lot is this idea of progress that we talk about. This is love the process. So what would you say to people who, who have habits that they don't like and or have, they don't really have habits that, that are routine? How can they, how can they start? Where do they, where do you start with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like I had kind of said, I think that there's some habits that, you sort of think of yourself as having a bad habit. And so um, I think those are sort of habits that you need to figure out. How do I change my routine or change my progress, change my process in order to kind of break that bad habit? But today's episode, we're going to focus more on how do we create some good habits that we know will drive us in a direction that then we can create solid goals in order to head towards our mission. What if I don't like the habit? What if like I don't like to brush my teeth? What if I don't like, I mean, honestly, like, like, like there's this culture, this idea of, man, 
I got to like it. It's got to feel good. It's got to feel good. I got to like it. Like, what if I don't like the thing that I think would be helpful for me to do? What's the strategy for that? Well, I think like creating, you know, creating or documenting your list of the habits that you want to create or your routine that you want to have throughout your day, but doing that in a time that you're in, you know, you have a good sense of mind. So like my mom was telling us that she used to pack her lunch for work every day, but she always packed her lunch at night after she was full from dinner so that she could make conscious, good health food decisions when she's packing her lunch instead of, you know, she comes to lunchtime and she's starving and then wants to grab something quick that may not be the best, the healthiest option. So I think thinking about your routine when you're in a good state of mind. Um, So, you know, not like when you've just binged on a bunch of things and you're, you're, you know, you feel bad about yourself. I think you want to be in a solid state of mind. When that's you're awesome. Creating. That's awesome. It, it, I think that's awesome. And and then the idea of should I try to do ten habits at once? Well, we talked about that a little bit last week, right? That for me, it's easiest to when I'm making a change. For me, it's easiest to just focus on one at a time. But I also think it is helpful to figure out what are the important elements of my life that I at least want to drive towards, and then focusing in on one of those items at a time. So I know that I want to drink enough water every single day. And so for a while, I was really focused on making sure I have a glass, a lemon water, a glass of lemon water every morning, the first thing that I wake up. And so now that's become a habit. That's just what I have. I have a glass of lemon water before I wake up. And if I, you know, hop to something else, it feels off, right? It doesn't feel my, my day doesn't seem to flow normal, I guess, in my brain. It's almost like I skipped something or I missed something. I forgot something. Yeah, no, that's awesome. You you know, one of the best books that I've read, and I've received a lot of validation around this book being foundational for for formation of habits, is called The Slide Edge by Jeff Olson. It's a book called The Slide Edge by Jeff Olson. And and the first time that, that I came across it, I believe, was probably 2010. I believe the book was written in 2006. And and I read it and couldn't put it down. And if you, you're not a reader and you're just like, man, I want to read a book into the new year and you're trying to figure out what to add to your list, we'll put a link to it. Jeff Olson's The Slide Edge. And I got validation from this from a, a Young Life kid, too, named Derek Peterson, who uh, was working on uh, Coach Peterson's staff as a, Chris Peterson's the head coach at the University of Washington. He's working on his staff as a undergraduate uh, as assistant or, or whatever, um, working with the running backs uh, just for a year. And, and, and he said that Chris's favorite book, he goes, guess, he go, calls me actually, he goes, Johnny, guess what Chris's favorite book is? I'm like, well, what's, what is it? He goes, I said, that's the Bible. And he said, well, yeah, but what else do you think? And I said, shut up. The slight edge? He goes, yes. He goes, his staff is required to read that book every year. He has stacks of them in his office. And, and so I, you know, I, I got the, I got this validation of, man, you know, I've given out probably 50 copies of the slide edge matter. I mean, honest, it, matter of fact, if you go, man, I can't afford a book into the new year and you DM or email or whatever, we'll try to find a way to get you a copy of the slide edge, a used copy of the slide edge. Probably it is an awesome read, but in there, what it talks about is the compound effect you know, I call it the eighth wonder of the world, compound interest. It's doing the, the little thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, 
creating a massive result. So often we're looking for the magic bullet answer. I mean, so often when, when I'm in pain, especially like, man, I look in the mirror, you know, the mirror don't lie. Look in the mirror and go, man, I'm, I'm out of shape or man, I don't think I've been getting enough sleep. So I, you know, it's this idea of, of start somewhere, take a step, right? The old adage is that a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. And, and I believe that habits are the same way that I, that I've got to start somewhere with some habit and some idea and something that I can do that's simple and easy to do every day. The thing about habits is, is often they're easy to do and they're easy not to do. It's easy to, to not do the thing like make the lemon water. It's easy not to do the thing like brush your tooth. It's easy not to do the thing like exercise. It's easy not to do the thing like pray or read your Bible if, 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 if you're inclined. Like it's easy to not do those things too. So how do you discipline your mind to, to consistently do those things? Well, I think it's kind of like our gratitude challenge that if you can challenge yourself to do it every single day at the same time, then you know that can build a habit. What have they said? How many days does it take to create a habit, to build a habit? Well, I've heard 63. So we're going to go ahead and round up. Like we do on Love the Process. We're going to say 70. 70. Let's go for 10 weeks, right? 10 weeks at an activity. And I think what you measure matters, right? I'm looking at a list, and this is from, it's from a while back. And, and I'm, I have seven daily disciplines that, that I try to execute on. I, I found one. And, and, you know, and the thing about it is, is, is it's really just a one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four rhythm. You know, I kind of stay within the next few days. Like I get outside of, man, I want to do it for seven days. I want to do it for a month. I want to do it for a 10 year. weeks, 10 weeks, right? <laughs> I just did it to you all. So, so get out of the 10 weeks. Cause the only way that 10 weeks happens is one day at a time. If anybody out there has woke up on a tomorrow, I want to hear about it. I've never done that. So it's, it's really that I've just got to do the thing today. And guess what? If I do the thing today, I will do it every day. Because every day is today. And so, you know, when you know what your mission is, you know what you're grateful for, which gives you power. And now we're, we're saying, what habit can we it really just want to be a habit? You know, we could call it the habit challenge, which is a habit that that if everything's a challenge on the love, the process. And I think I think part of that is the competitiveness that it takes to be disciplined. Um, disciplined people are competitive. Right. And. And people surround themselves with people who either are going to, and this is back to who, who's in our world, right? We need people who will support us in making positive habit choices. And, and that might take some hard, some hard choices to realize that the possibilities of, of executing on great habits with consistency. You know, I've, I've heard a guy, um, Eric Thomas, he said, at any moment, you have to be willing to sacrifice who you are for what you can become. Mm-hmm. At any moment, you, you have to be willing to sacrifice who you are for what you can become. And so my encouragement is anybody that's listening to this is like right now is the moment. This moment, it can happen in an instant where you just decide that, you know what, I am going to put, and, and you know what you need to know next once you know the habit is what is the action item that I need to take in order to execute on this habit consistently? 
So if it's exercise, I want to, okay, so what is the actual activity you're going to do? Okay, I'm going to go for a walk. Great. Get your shoes handy. Get them someplace where they, they need to be. And then put the shoes on. And then put the clothes on or whatever and then start to move toward the activity. Newton's laws of motion are pretty clear. Motion creates emotion. Mm-hmm. So get moving. Yeah, I feel like, okay, do you ever do you know like if you get out of your routine, it takes effort to get back into your routine? So I am just getting back to work from having a baby. And so having a baby, I feel like throws off kind of your normal routine and some of your normal habits. So right now I'm trying to figure out what is this morning routine that I want to get back to. What are the habits that I want to make sure I'm accomplishing every morning when I get up before I go to work or if I'm working from home before I you know, start my day? And so I'm, I'm in the middle of this right now. And I think that's hard to figure out what is everything that I want to accomplish within a day? What's realistic? What's already a habit? It's like you said before, how do you, the habits that you like versus the habits that you don't like, it's going to be unlikely that I'm going to miss my cup of coffee because I really enjoy it. I love the flavor and I like, I like having a cup of coffee in the morning. So that's not really a habit that I need to write down and make sure that I accomplish because I'm not going to miss it. So what's first for you? In that journey, I mean, what is the one where you think? Yeah, so I think right now, what I've been trying to do is I'm trying to write down, at least write down in my brain, what. Well, it's on a piece of paper, but what do I want to get done before I go to work? And so I want to have my glass of lemon water. I want to um, pack my lunch if I'm going to work, or at least have a plan for lunch. So I just need a plan for lunch. I'm going out for lunch tomorrow with a friend from work, and so I know I don't have to pack a lunch. But there's my plan, right? Um, I want to. Do I have it written down? I want to have a shower. That's, see, yeah, and that's already a habit. I don't really need to write that down. I don't know. This is hard. How do you get back into a routine? What are your ideas? Well, what you said there, though, is, is awesome, where you, you talk about the idea of having a plan for lunch. I think one of the, one of the, the top level, top line habits that I teach out to everybody in our team, certainly at ProStar, and, and, and I try to execute on by far the best I can. I've even got one sitting right here which I call an MIT list. Um, and that is a habit to write an MIT list. Most important. What's MIT? Most important tasks, right? So that if nothing else happens today, these, you know, six or seven things are going to get done. That's what most important tasks. It, it comes from um, getting things done, Robert Allen. <clears throat> if you struggle to get things accomplished, that's a great read for you. It, it, it is very simple. And, and it, I probably read it in 2007 to 2010. And, and it, it changed for me. And when I read a book, by the way, just, just stepping back to that a little bit, I look for one or two things that I can execute on, that I can take from the book and execute to provide the result that the author prescribes can be achieved. <coughs> and so, so one of the things is, is what Adrian's talking about is, is either, either I run the day or the day runs me. Right. And so a habit, recognizing the reality, Jim Rohn, I believe said that, that the Either I run the day or the day runs me. And so the habit of deciding what I'm going to do, what you said there, having a plan for lunch is an awesome, that's an awesome habit. And so when I'm changing my routine uh, and I'm getting into a new space, and, and to some degree that's happened in the last few months as, as we've made some changes at work and and we're, we're, we're working on this project, is, is that I need to order my day on paper on purpose. <coughs> and, if, and if I could just do that in a given day, 
a lot of things that will work themselves out. And, and I've noticed when I miss that. And here's the other thing I need to self-report on. I had like 10 weeks in a row on the Bible app going. <laughs> 10 in a row. And weeks. And I missed yesterday. And I woke up this morning and I thought to myself, this is awesome. We're going to talk about habits. And I didn't open the Bible yesterday. And Adrian, graciously, do you remember what the excuse you gave me was? Well, he was on daddy. He was on baby duty in the morning while I went to work. And so I feel like that's exactly what I've been struggling with is how do you, when you're outside of your routine, how do you make sure that your habit isn't directly tied to (coughs) your specific schedule? Right? Right. So that I'm doing the habits that I want to do even on the weekend, even when I'm not going to work, even when I'm home with my kids, I want to make sure what are the habits that are important to me and how do I make sure I have some sort of a reminder? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think a reminder is important, but also I feel like some sort of accountability, like you had talked about being around people that encourage you, um, aren't going to kind of drive you off course, right? I want to make sure I'm going to lunch with the people that are going to encourage me to go to the healthier places for lunch so that I order, you know, it's easier to order nice things or easier to order healthier things during the week. Um, but also people, you know, that are going to have positive conversation that I'm not going to be turned. It's, do you ever feel like that? That if you're around somebody that's talking negatively, it's easy to kind of turn into a negative Nelly. And then all of a sudden your day is like, Oh man. So I, I am very strategic about who I go to lunch with, who I spend kind of that downtime with at work that I want to make sure I'm spending kind of my downtime with people that encourage me and that help me feel like I'm doing a good job, even though this is hard to work and to be at home sometimes. And so I want to be around people that are encouraging me in that. Yeah. And, 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 and encouraging in a way that doesn't, doesn't negate the overall goal because what Adrian said there, there's a lot of ways people can say, Oh, no big deal. Oh, no big deal that you missed a goal or, or an objective, et cetera. But the way that she encouraged me in that is such that, man, I got right back on track this morning and, and that is like the coffee for me or like the lemon water for me. That is not one that I have seven that I, that I'll go through here in a second that I systematically over the course of years developed. So when we, we sit here and, and, and you hear some of the, the habits that we'll execute on every day, I didn't wake up one day and just nail this. And obviously I didn't wake up yesterday and nail Read the Bible, right? So it, the seven that for me, and this is the foundational ones, right, that, that I believe that anybody across this podcast listening to, if you worked on any one of these things, you're, you, would, you would achieve a lift over the course of time. And then the other thing I would disclaim is before I read these things too, is that I want to excuse anybody from this podcast who... Like, like, just excuse you from listening anymore if, if you think that we're going to provide a magic bullet. Like, if you think that, man, I'm going to listen to Love the Process. I mean, the, kind of the name gives it away. But I'm going to listen to Love the Process podcast, and they're going to give me the secret to life. <laughs> right? There, the secret is there is no secret. And if we can just come to an acceptance of the secret is there is no secret, man, there is hope in that. So... So if you wanted the secret, uh, go go buy the book. Uh, it, there, there's one out there called the Secret. There, you know, there's 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 other readings that, that might provide, um, you know, an an idea or an iteration that that could be really quick. This isn't going to be one of those. 
So it's, it's going to take time and it's going to be a journey and, and we're on it. So number one is prayer for me is prayer and meditation. And, and so maybe Adrian and I can both kind of go through where we're at in, in these phases too. Um, prayer and meditation for me means hitting my knees in the morning. I, I pray the simplest prayers. Uh, I, God, help me be useful. Show me where I can be helpful and show me where to go. Give me boldness. Give me clarity. Give me peace and, and give me give me joy. Like just very simple things that I'll ask God for. And, and, and that's for me. And meditation is, is the getting silent and listening. And, and I'm like five minutes, by the way. So when I go prayer and meditation, I know there's guys 20 minutes. There's guys on an hour. I'm a five-minute guy. And, but what it does for me is it stills my mind sufficiently that I can get into the next things that, that I want to do, right? The MIT list is a daily discipline of mine where I, where I want to write down the top three to seven things that I want to accomplish that day. Where that came from, too, was a guy named Charles Schwab who, who worked for Andrew Carnegie, and he did it for like, and you've probably heard that name, he did it for like 30,000 days or something. He had in his office just a, a wall of his MIT, his, his retired MIT list. And so um, that, that's, a, that's a goal of mine. Physical exercise, pretty self-explanatory. Time with the fam, and, and, and that's pretty self-explanatory. And, and for me, and now we've got six of us trying to individually connect. That sounds like a lot. It is. It does. <laughs> and so, Adrian, to that point, we were, we were looking on Facebook not that long ago, and a friend of ours, John Mesner and his wife, Mary, they had their sixth child, or their, Four, their, fourth, fourth, their fourth baby. baby. And it said, now we're a family of six. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of people. <laughs> you remember what you said? Same as us. I'm like, holy crap, <laughs> we're a family of six. And so everybody individually I tried to connect with daily. The next one is the gratitude, right? We're on the gratitude challenge. So to write three things that I'm grateful for, we're adding in the why. I love that. Um, the next one is, is sharpen the saw. This idea of reading 10 pages of something or listening to a podcast or an audible. I really like reading 10 pages of something along with those things, by the way. Um, and that's called sharpening the saw. And where that term sharpen the saw comes from is Abraham Lincoln once said that if I have eight hours to cut down a tree, I'd spend the first six, and I believe this is how the quote goes, I'd spend the first six sharpening my saw. Have you ever tried to cut something with a dull ax or with a dull saw? It's painful. I remember taking... I mean, even like a more current day example is like having really slow internet. If you're trying to get something done totally. for work and your internet is not moving, it's frustrating. Yeah. And, and somebody was like, you know what? I don't, I'm going to wait two, three days till my internet speeds back up So because I, I don't want to pay the extra $9. And I'm like, what are you using it for? Oh, I'm using it for work. You're using it for work and you're not going to pay $9, which is less than one hour of your pay. To, to get a faster tool. You need good tools. And so I remember, I could tell a story on this. I remember Johnny Somerville, who's coming back to Washington, praise God. He, he moves in with us and he's from Michigan and he grew up on a golf course and he was, he's an intern at the golf club for the last five months. And we were out camping on 
Memorial Day weekend. And uh, I knew I was going to need to mow the lawn when I got back. And I come back, and God bless his soul, Johnny had not only found the lawnmower, but he took off the blade, which I hadn't had sharpened in two years. I didn't even know the blade could come off to I, be sharpened. I never thought, never <laughs> occurred to me. I just keep mowing and just keep pushing that sucker. And then he takes it down to the to place that sharpens blades. Yeah, and, where's that? And exactly. he, still, he still knows. It's not Home Depot. I tried to do that later on. So what I did is I just bought three new blades and threw them back there. But hopefully I can recycle the other two. But a sharp blade cut the grass so much more efficiently. And I was like, holy cow. I remember with he, already, the, he had already mowed the lawn for you, though. That's true. Johnny <laughs> did mow the lawn. And then the next time that I got a chance to mow the lawn, I got to experience the, the blade. And then, and then the other piece of that is look for things that can be and provide, you know, more efficiencies. And you know where you're going to find those things often? And we're doing it right now here. If you're listening to this podcast, your goal probably is to take this journey so that you can improve your life, right? Adrian talks about it, that we're, we're on this journey of becoming better over time. And, and sometimes that'll be two steps forward and one step back. But one of the greatest places that you're going to find a lift is through gaining wisdom, right? And, and wisdom is contained often in books and podcasts and, and, and in, in audio books. And it's, it's so accessible. And, and I'm still not sure what to think about this quote I heard maybe last week. But a guy goes, in this day and age, Ignorance might just be a choice, right? It, it that was might, Rachel Hollis. It was. Okay, so it was, a, it was a gal. Not a guy. Sorry. Well, she's with her husband on that podcast too. Not that one though. So my bad. So Rachel said, Rachel said that. And, and I think that I'm going to put, I'm going to, I still need to chew on it. But, but I do understand and, and, and appreciate the idea that information is so available and that it's so accessible. And why would we not? have a daily discipline of sharpening our minds so that we can continue to improve over the course of time. And 10 pages a day, by the way, if you read 10 pages a day, you're going to read on average 12 books a year. The average CEO reads 60 books a year. Last year, <laughs> I, last year I read 71. So I heard 60, so I said, I'm going to read 71. And, and this year I'm off pace. I'm reading three a month, so 36. And so at the end of the day, Next year, I'll have to bump it back up to get the average up. Reading is powerful. I was talking with Malibu last night, and, and she was reading a book. And matter of fact, she was really bummed that she had to do her other homework before she could read. And she's nine, and, and, I, and she's reading and talking to me about this story. And, and I said, Malibu, I love that you read. Leaders are readers. And you know what she told me? She said they started a, a she's nine in third grade. She, they started a book club. No, with, she said she wants to start. She a book. wants to start. She a book wants club to start a book club with her friends. She's going to start a book club with her friends, where they're going to read the same book. She knows she has an idea of who's going to be in it, and they're going to read the same book, and then they're going to talk about it together. And I'm like, that's good stuff. And so this is generational ideology we're talking about here, where where my kids, I totally believe, they're going to do what they see. They're not going to do what I tell them. They're not going to do. What, what, I, what I'd want them to do, they're going to do what they see. And so I was pretty grateful to hear that. And then the last discipline, and this is, I think, probably of these, maybe the most important. What's number five? I hit them all. Oh. I, <laughs> I actually Going out have, of order. I can, no, I have an eighth one. I have an eighth one, and, and I could talk about that in a second. 
The, the seventh discipline is this idea of taking inventory or taking stock of the day. Like the reviewing of, here's what I set out to do. Here's what I accomplished. And, and that is, is a discipline that provides integrity. And, and as we talked about at the beginning is, is we want to do that against our mission to go, man, here's, here's, here's the mission I'm on. I want to be a person that encourages people to persist. So when something was hard for somebody, did I give them a pass? Or did I find a way, and this is something we'll talk about with what we're learning, did I find a way with empathy to lean into the struggle and, and to, to help them struggle through it instead of being the guy who, who says, hey, you know what, it's all right, it's, it's, it's tough, it's hard, it's, it's not fair, let's, let's, just, let's just mail it in. But I think doing that with yourself at the end of the day, giving yourself some grace at the end of the day, so then when you're planning for the next day in the morning, right, right. you don't feel defeated. And I call it grace with integrity. Mm, I like it. Grace with integrity, right? The, the grace, to, the, which really is just grace and truth, right? The grace with, coupled with the truth. And, and you need both. And, and sometimes in this day and age, man, grace sells the crap out of seats, man. The, people show up for, for grace forever. And, and that's, and, and as they should. It's, you know, there was that movie, True Grit, where the little girl says, the only thing free in this world or there ain't nothing free in this world except for the grace of God, mm-hmm. right? So as they should, it's an amazing reality that bad can turn good, mm-hmm. that failure can turn awesome, that dust can turn into cool things. Like it's an amazing concept, has to be coupled with the truth. And the truth, the truth and the integrity to look and go, man, I was, I was, I was off mission there. You know, when we do, I do this with, with guys, it's, it's a one to 10 scale. And so five is, is the grace point. Five is like the man or the neutral point. I should say five is man. I didn't get worse. I didn't get better. And five is acceptable. Five is like, okay, good. I didn't make things worse. And then six and seven and eight and nine, we moved the needle and four and three and two and one, we didn't. And the, and the thing about it is, is, is if we can operate at a six or a seven, which means positive momentum, in any area that we're of our life, we're going to get compounded results in anything that we choose to attack. The key is, and, and this is to habits that, that I said to Adrian uh, about this coming year, and I've told these guys a little bit too, is, man, I don't want to do anything or make any major adjustments to my habits and routines unless I'm going to commit to doing it for a year. For a year, 365 days. And, and oftentimes, it's like the P90X, or I'm going to do something for 30 days, or it's the 10-day. And, and you're, you're listening to a guy who, who did the work for you. I tried the 10-day cleanse. I tried the 30-day hitter. I tried the man. I'm going I'm to go to the gym next week. Go to the gym in January and, and just audit how packed that place is. And then let's do a little study in November and, and look at the gym in November. And the numbers are going to be way down. And the reason is this paradigm, right, this, this belief system, which we talked about a little bit in episode one, but the belief system of, man, I want to get it yesterday. We live in this ultra, want it now, want it yesterday, 
world. Give me the Cliff Notes version. Kids probably don't even know what Cliff Notes are anymore. Well, I mean, we talked a little bit, right, about the habits that you enjoy versus the habits that you are harder, that you don't necessarily enjoy. So, right, like I love my coffee in the morning, so that's not really a habit I need to work on because I enjoy it, so I make sure to get it done. So how do we just make every habit something that we enjoy? How do we enjoy the process of every single habit that we've got on our list? Yeah, I mean, we want to have habits that will help us to with our goals that will then guide us towards our mission, right? So right. how do we make how do we enjoy the habit that we're doing every single day? This Right. And and I think that if you're this is back to this this is one of the things that's kind of kit culture that I'm going, man, this is good. This they call it the why, right? Your 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 what's your why, right? What's your what's your purpose? What's your uh overall mission, we call it, right? If that is in the front of us, if that is in the front of our mind and our, and our habits line up with those realities, I believe that the effort that we put forward in the habits that, that we line out are going to feel, we're going to feel a sense of satisfaction. And, and there's got to be an integrity to, and this is really the challenge, I think, and that's why I go back to listen to episode one, listen to what's your mission, like continue to ask, man, what's my mission because if I don't have the integrity to block out everybody who's got an opinion about what I should do or why I should do it or where I should go or when I should be there or, or, or what the world's putting on us, the world's putting on us a whole lot of bull crap. And, and so if, if I've, I've got to block that out. And then if I can block that out and my mission is sufficient, then the joy will come from the integrity of lining up with the truth of who I am and I know who I am and, and I'm, and I'm doing these things because those things will lead me to the destiny that is set out for my life. And, and it's individual. And so, so to that point, so often we, we want a four or five points to, to that's applicable to everybody. And, and I think it really comes, it really, we still have to back up. And the, the reason why we talk about why is my mission, my mission is, is I, I think it's an integrity issue sometimes where it's like, I can't, I've got to look back and go, man, what am I here to do? What am I here to do? And that joy will come. And yes, will it be, will some of the things on the list be tough? No question. Undoubtedly. One of the, the things that I'm trying to develop is empathy and because I believe I'll be more useful I'll be a better better to encourage people through being more empathetic and some of the developments of those, that skill and some of the things that I'm having to try to train my mind to do are not easy it's not it's it's way it'd be way easier for me to mail it in and say you know what my my first eight 10 years was so tough in my life and and you know what and I had such a tough childhood and I just built this wall against my brain to be able to fully be empathetic to to things and just call it a day that would be easy Mm -hmm. so I I still think it comes down to people going what's my mission can you you tell a story we were talking earlier today about Adrian's mom and and the application of this eighth wonder of the world this compounding effect, this compound interest, which I believe the eighth wonder of the world, compound interest. If anybody wants to know what the eighth wonder of the world is, now you do. It's compound interest. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I think if we're thinking, so one of my mom's goals was 
around her finances, surrounding her finances, right? So like I had mentioned before, she also has health goals. And so she was packing her lunch in the evening before, um, after she was full from her dinner. So she would pack her lunch. But then at work during lunch, she would eat at her desk and she would review her finances. So she would review. So every single day she was looking at her investments and she was working on that because one of her goals was to follow in her dad's legacy of having great finances. Yep. And, 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 and retiring with in, in great financial shape to be able to have options to travel the world. And, and she's also, uh, and spend time with her grandkids, spending time with her grandkids. And so the, you've got to have this ability to sacrifice the present. This is a challenge that sacrifice the, the now. And that's the, that is the idea that kind of, kind of goes in the face of what we're talking about. Right. When it's like, how do we find satisfaction in the trudge? Um, sometimes you don't, right? Sometimes the, one of my, I think my quote of the week is on this point too, but like you, you just, motion keeps moving with the picture and the understanding of I'm doing this activity because greater is coming. And, and, and habits can often align with, with mundane and, 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 you know, I don't want to do this. I, I didn't want to run this morning. So I'll give you an example. I, I this morning I woke up and and I'm heading to a workout that was scheduled at 7:10, and and the bridge to go across this this waterway to get there is closed. And so I start turning right the detour. I'm like, I'm not going to quit just because the bridge is closed. So I take the detour and I'm driving up toward the place, and it's just gridlock. And my GPS is now going 7:14, 7:16, 7:18, 7:23. And I'm like, I am not going to make it to the workout. And so. I was picking up an old, uh, a young life guy of mine, Riley Rowe, and, and we were going to go hit it. We call it Hit It Like Mike. And, uh, and now I'm not going to be able to pick Riley up. And guess what Riley does? God bless his soul. He finds a way to get to the workout. He gets his shoes on and is ready to run down there himself a mile and change so that he can get the workout in. He makes me promise him I'll run at least three miles. And so I come back to the house. I get to the basement and get on the treadmill. And I put in 3.1 miles. Okay. And that, I mean, that workout habit that you have created has resulted in, okay, one time he was going to get a passport picture taken and he was like, so he had his old passport picture, right? And then he was getting an updated passport. So he was sending in his old passport and then the lady was looking at the pictures and she's like, this is you from like 10 years ago? And yeah. Yeah, he can finish. Yeah, so she goes. She goes. Normally, I don't do this. We're going to Belize. It's 2014, and and my old passport was from when I was at country. It was 2003, and and it was for a trip to to Sweden or whatever. And and I went to law school before I was able to make that trip. But I needed to get my passport, and so I had a passport. And so when we'd go to Canada and all that, and so she goes. Normally, I don't do this because normally they go the other way. They go, man, ten years gone by, and you do not look like the same person but not for the great reasons. Okay. And she puts them next to each other. And I look younger. 11 years later, I've lost some hair. That's true. But in terms of vitality and health, you put these two pictures next to each other and she's right. I look more vibrant. I look young, but, but, but it wasn't like my goal of exercising wasn't that I'm going to show up at a passport place and they're going to say this. My goal with exercise 
was was that I'm going to show up. I'm going to do what I can do to be the best possible husband, the best possible father who can be there to walk his kids down the aisle, who can who can be there to show up and kick his kids tail in whatever they want to compete in. Like that was my motivation. And but that showed up and 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 man that was a great reminder of of the discipline of this. And now the other thing I would say is is it's not an overnight matter. You're not going to be disciplined immediately. And and so for you it, it's different for everybody. It might be man, I haven't read a book in a while, so I'm going to be the 10-page guy. It might be the man, I I don't ever work out and I and I know that I, I probably should. We'll talk it at, at length in a different podcast on breaking bad habits, but this one I just encourage us to grab a habit. It doesn't need to be one of the seven that, that I mentioned, uh, but grab a habit and, and gratitude writing, if you're taking the gratitude challenge, is a phenomenally redemptively powerful habit. So you are already on the track of creating a positive habit in your world. Yeah, I mean, and I think the point here is, right, is that if we are able to have these habits throughout the day that then make us not have to, right, that we accomplish within our subconscious, then that means that our brain now is more awake and alive to be able to accomplish some of our greater goals. Yeah, and, and totally. And, and I think that we sell ourselves short. One of the things you, you, you and I said, my, I believe my mission is to help encourage people to persist. One, and we'll talk about this at length in a different podcast. But there will be moments where it's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go. And it's, it's that moment, that moment when you decide for the seventh time in a row you've, you've, just, you've lost that war. But you just decide, you know what, I'm done looking in the mirror at a guy who doesn't do what he said he was going to do. So it comes down again to the integrity that it's going to have to. And, and people don't necessarily want to hear that. That's a, it's a buzzword that's like integrity. What is that? But, but that's really what happens in those moments. Yeah, I mean, Mel Robbins, she has her little quote. And if you follow her on Instagram, then you'll know people will start to tag her and say, I didn't want to do it anyway. Totally. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Totally. And so you, but it's difficult to do everything anyway. And so that's why, like, we really just encourage, let's just find one, Focus. find one thing that you think is going to improve, that you want to create a habit out of, that you want to turn into something that you do subconsciously, that you at some point want to wake up and not have to say, do it anyway, because now it's just created a habit that's going to guide you into those directions of accomplishing those goals and reading and reaching your mission. Awesome. So, so that's, that's, that's the encouragement. Okay. I want to share mine. So I've got one that I'm working on right now. So I've got diastasis. I don't know if you've heard that. (laughs) Where it's like the separation of your muscles. Um, so it's common after having a baby that my stomach muscles have separated. So there's like certain types of core workout that I need to do in order to get my stomach muscles back together. And so it's not just like normal crunches and plank. I can't do those things that will make it worse. And so that is what I'm working on is I want to accomplish that every single day so that I can just get back to my normal feeling healthy self. Um, so that's something that I've been working on, but every night John is like, did you do your leg lifts? No. And I, and I do them cause he helps me remember. So I need that accountability. I need that reminder. I have a new planner for 2019 that just has 
seven check mark boxes at the bottom of every page that I can write leg lifts or, you know, my core workout and I can check off every single day. Okay. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. But that's the one thing that I am focusing on right now. That's awesome. You know, and you're going to do it anyway. (laughs) And in the more, yeah, yeah, it's, so here's going to be mine. And this just came out of right now. Uh, I'm going to take for, from what Adrian said, and this is the power of man. Iron sharpens iron, right? She said, I'm, she talked about having a plan for lunch. I don't eat great. Okay. All the time. I, I don't. My nutrition is probably of, of the vital things that I could do um, the most hit and miss. And so I'm going to commit to, to having a plan for my nutrition for what I eat daily so that I don't get caught up like I did last night going through the Dairy Queen drive-thru. I didn't even, Adrian didn't know that until right now. <laughs> oh no. Um, okay. So this is what they, there's like this old, Telling you. there's Help like me. this old fashioned um, housewives book from like the seventies. And it had said, if you work outside the house, then you should have your dinner plan by 10 PM the night before. And if you work inside the house, then you should have your plan for dinner by 10 a.m. the day of. So I want to give you that challenge that you have to figure out your time. At what point are you going to make up your plan for your lunch, for your nutrition? There you go. He's got to think about that. Awesome. Okay. Well, ping us if you have any questions on habits. Absolutely. Let's go. Okay. So we have our, our top four that we usually do at the end. So a quote of the day. Do I get to go or you get to go? You can do it. Okay. So, so here's a quote I've got from Einstein, if you've heard of him, first name Albert. Life is like riding a bike. In order to keep your balance, you must keep moving. Life is like riding a bike. In order to keep your balance, you must keep moving. Which is persist. Motion creates emotion. If you wake up in the morning, you're like, ah, go, just, just do something. I, there's so much in this season and this time and when it's crappy weather, people feeling crappy, it's it's depressing. And I have this probably self-diagnosed uh, seasonal mood disorder deal. And I'm not saying I'm a doctor by any stretch of the imagination. There's professionals that can help with any issue, I'm, I'm sure. But I do know this remedy. If I get up and just get moving, if I just get moving, instead of lying there, that, that critical moment where I go, oh, I could just sit here and lie here for another hour. Or I just get moving, get moving. It will do what Einstein said. Life is like riding a bike in order to keep your balance. You must keep moving. Good. I love it. Okay. Kid quote of the week. What do you got? What do I got? What do you have? Well, I want to go to, uh, I, 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 I want to highlight again, Malibu and her idea of having a, a book study in her third grade class. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a quote, but it's certainly an idea that comes from a, a third grader. You know, I've got an, an other ones that Malibu has, has highlighted and, and hit on too that, that I thought I could use. But I'm going to go with the one that she said around. I'm going to start a book study because I, I just fully believe in this habit. We're talking about habits now. The habit of reading, the habit of being open-minded to taking in new information, leaders are readers. And, and I'm so grateful that Malibu at nine has picked up on that habit 
of reading, and she's willing to not just read for her own well-being, but to to share that with with anybody in her class that will do it with her. Yeah, I mean, I think that. this idea of community is so important. Yeah. I think she naturally has a way of bringing people together that encourages me. I'm totally. just a little bit more of an introvert than she is, and and she's just so good at bringing people together and wanting to invite everybody, play with everyone on the playground, and that that idea and that philosophy encourages me a lot. All right, honey, what is something you are loving right now? Well, I'm loving sitting here with you, learning about the idea of the fact that I'm going to eat better. Uh, I'm learning that, man, life is a journey. I'm loving the process. I mean, it sounds cliche, but I am loving the process of doing this with you. Thanks. That's nice. How about you? I'm loving the Huskies. We're leaving on a road trip. We're going to the Rose Bowl. Let's Woo-hoo. go. I'm wearing my Husky sweatshirt today. The whole crew will be down there. We're all going. It'll be fun. The File Fam. Go dogs! Big game. Playing the Ohio State Buckeyes. Urban Meyer. Big retirement. It's going to be a big feel good for him. So I don't think we even stand a chance. But we're going to go down there anyway and see what happens. <laughs> um, okay. And then what I'm learning. So... You know, I'm, we're talking about habits today, and so I've been thinking a lot about habits. And so at work, I'm trying to create some habits around um, just, you know, what do I want to accomplish the moment that I walk in? And so I'm learning a little bit about not only how do some of these habits apply in my personal life, but also how do they apply in my professional life? So that's what I'm learning about right now. And I'm learning to, I'm learning on empathy. We have a really loud I'm, I'm learning that Tiger might be hungry. Uh, but I'm also learning to to just continue to to lean in to people with more empathy and and uh, to to seek more to understand uh, than to be understood and and to slow my my brain is is always iterating toward solutions and and it's not always the most loving response to people. Good one. Okay, friends, thanks so much for listening. I want to shout out our production team, Fireland Filmworks. Say hi, guys. Yo. The greatest. (laughs) All right, we'll tune in next week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Love the Process podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Instagram, and YouTube. Please subscribe, share, comment, and follow along on our journey of loving the process. Let's go. Let's go.